Hello, welcome back to We Own the Night. Um, today I'm going to be talking about my mission and just the preparation that I took to get on a mission and just the experiences that I had on a mission and just like my testimony of Jesus Christ because that's what a missionary is all about. So get ready. It is January 17th. Can you believe it? Oh my giggles. Like, wow. Two weeks into the new year, halfway done with January. It's crazy, but I love it. I'm excited. A lot of good things have been happening this week. Uh, I won't lie. I'm finally on a schedule for work in school that works, and it's great. Honestly, no complaints here. But I'm really happy to be back with you guys. Thanks again for everyone who like listened last week. Your support is amazing. Um, just like your comments. And even just like you listening to my voice. Because I know you could be listening to a lot of other things. But you choose to listen to me. So I appreciate that so much. Um, today I'm going to talk about my mission. And I'm really excited because my mission is a really big part of my life. And if you know me, you know that, and you know where I've served, and you probably laughed when I first told you where I served, but that's okay. I'm used to it. But um, I'm really excited because it would be three years tomorrow from the day that I entered the, the mission, and I felt like now was a good time to talk about it specifically because a lot of people do it, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know about missions, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So I kind of wanted to start off with of just like the prep work that goes into like preparing for a mission. Obviously, everyone's so different when they prepare for a mission. I would say that I kind of prepared physically. I remember uh, when I was being interviewed to go on a mission, um, my stake um, president, he's just a church leader in our church, and he asked me, he's like, can you bike and walk like these many miles? And I was like, I sure hope I can. Because if I get called where there's not a car, like where cars not on my mission, I'm going to have to. I don't really have a choice. But uh, I wasn't too worried about that. But there's a lot of preparation. A lot of, a lot of times it's like strengthening your testimony and building your testimony so you have that foundation in Jesus Christ. And you have some expectations when you prepare to go on a mission, but you realize that your expectations need to be in line with Heavenly Father's expectations. So it was great. Um, as I was preparing for a mission, my, uh, my cousin was as well, so she submitted her papers right before me, and I was super excited for her to get her mission call. Um, she told me the story after my mission, and I don't remember this happening prior, but she told me that when she was getting ready to open her call, I told her, I was like, oh, the worst that could happen is you go to Idaho. And, like, looking back on it, I don't think that was really good words of encouragement, because she opened up her mission call and she got called to Pocatello, Idaho. And I was just like over the moon excited. And she was so happy as well. And then a month later, um, I got my mission call. And I remember the day distinctly. I was the only one at home because I didn't have work that day, I don't think. And like everyone else was at work. And I saw the, the mail lady. And she was like, she had to go around the cul-de-sac and come back to our house and to deliver our mail. So I remember she was delivering the mail to our neighbor's mailbox. I wanted to run out there and be like, hey, not to like throw you off or anything, but can I have my mail? But I didn't want to be rude. So I just patiently waited that extra like three minutes for her to come around the corner and put the mail in. I like ran out and I like opened up my mailbox. I saw the white envelope. I was like, 
yes and like i said i i was home by myself so i could have opened it and but i didn't because i really wanted to have my family there and my friends there and so i waited till the end of the day and there's just like all this excitement everyone was like oh where's she going you know just trying to guess where where i was going and at the time my older sister was on her mission so i didn't know if i was gonna leave before or after she got home it really like it was we were just gonna have to see if, see what happened. So I opened my call and it said like, "Dear Sister Brianna Ely, you are hereby called to serve and labor in bum, 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 the Idaho Boise Mission." And everyone was like, "What?" Screaming, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" And then everyone was like, "Wait, wait, wait! Did you see Idaho Boise Mission?" And I was like, yeah, dude, like, what, what, like, let's go. I was super duper excited. And my uncle was on the phone. He's like, I do not believe this. Like, I do not believe this. And I picked up the phone. I was like, no, seriously, like, I'm not even pulling your leg. Like, I'm literally going to Idaho Boise Mission. And uh, oh my gosh, I just knew in that moment, like, that's where I needed to go. And I was super excited because my cousin was going to be in the neighboring mission and I was like, this is going to be great. I was so, so, so excited. Like, a lot of people were, I felt, were, like, disappointed for me. They're like, oh, well, you're not learning a language. Or, you know, you're not, like, going somewhere exotic. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Idaho is exotic. And let me tell you, Idaho is exotic. There was more cows than people, I felt like. But it's great. I loved it. So I entered the MTC uh, end of 2016, December, uh, I, I entered the MPC three days after my best friend, when I lived here in Utah, picked me up and so did my brother and sister-in-law and I was so happy to see them and they took me to, we went out to eat and then took me to the MTC. That process of getting into the MTC was really, really fast. Uh, it was funny because when I took my sister last year to the MTC, uh, we got to like chill for like five to ten minutes with her, but with me, uh, it was different, uh, and, um, they, like, pulled me out of the car, like, said my goodbyes, hugged them goodbye. They, like, other missionaries, like, grabbed my luggage, and I, like, walked in. They slapped the tag on me, and I was in my first class within an hour. I met a lot of cool missionaries. Two of the missionaries I ended up knowing, well, actually three, but two of them I met through Instagram because they said that they were going to the same mission as me, and I was super excited, and one of them ended up being my, one of my companions, so I felt more comfortable. Um, the MTC definitely trains you trains you a lot. I look back on it. I'm like, it's a good thing we went to the MTC because I would have been a horrible missionary. I was so like into the world. So like enveloped with like pop culture and like all these things, which I mean, those things didn't really change when I went on my mission, but they weren't like my priority. So my priorities definitely changed. I learned to trust someone really, really fast because you have a companion and you have to rely on one another in everything you do. And so I had to learn to open myself up. I thought it would be easier because I was homeschooled. And so I was like really close to my siblings. But I was like close to my siblings. Like I'd never been close to anyone else. So I had to learn that. And my MTC companion, thank goodness she was patient with me. And she's amazing. I ended up having her later in the mission. And I'm really grateful I had her twice. Got to serve with her twice. And just like fill up her spirit. But yeah, the MTC is filled with, with classes and with learning how to teach and wonderful devotionals and it was great honestly I'm I'm gl- grateful I only spent three three weeks there because I know a lot of other missionaries have to spend longer but 
really grateful for that. And like I said, I entered the mission field January 18th, 2017. That was my sister's birthday. So I'll always remember that day. And I think I mentioned that, but um, I was really excited. My mission president was Randall Bartlett and his wife, Diana. They are the best people. So great. They loved every single missionary unconditionally. Uh, I loved talking with them, laughing with them, just getting to know them and them getting to know me and helping me be a successful missionary was great. And they're, they're literally the best, best missionary pres- mission president that I could ever have. Uh, it was great. Um, I served in four different areas in Idaho. Uh, I served, I started in Twin Falls and then I moved up to Meridian where I served seven and a half months. It was the longest I had ever been in an area. And I got booted back down. I wouldn't say booted. I had the opportunity. <laughs> I had the opportunity to go back down to, um, this was the country. This was literally the country. We had one Walmart one movie theater obviously we didn't go to the movie theater but we did get to go to the bowling alley that was right next door but um that was like Haber and Rupert area which I served seven and a half months and to end it all for the last six weeks of my mission I got to go across the river over to Burley and I would not change it for the world like I loved my mission I loved the people I served with and then I had nine companions and it was amazing because all my a lot of my companions had a different uh, like were half of another culture I or whole. I had a Korean companion, American Samoan. I had a half Argentine, half Mexican, half Japanese, and all these people, all, all these like wonderful women got to come into my life and teach me so much about them and about their culture. And I mean, I was just from Georgia. So, <laughs> I don't know, I, I would tell them about this album, that's about it. But honestly, that was one of my biggest anxieties of going on a mission, was to know if my companions like me or not. I'm loud, I'm obnoxious, I know, I'm a Disney freak, I just didn't know how people would take me. But overall, they all accepted me for who I was, and, they, and I accepted them because they were great, and I loved them. And I'm really excited because four of them are actually getting married this, this year, it's like from February to May, I'm going to four different weddings and I'm super duper excited for them. It's going to be a fun time, but they really helped me to serve the very best and I, I loved every minute of it. And so as a missionary, you know, it's you have the opportunity to strengthen your testimony in Jesus Christ and you testify every single day of Jesus Christ. I felt that like that's how you can be a successful missionary is by testifying of Jesus Christ and you love him and you serve him and you serve him by serving others. And so I will be honest, my expectation of coming on a mission, I didn't think I would get like have the opportunity to see a lot of the people I teach get baptized, but I did because um, that's just, it was, I, I was definitely helping in the process, but overall it was them who chose to get baptized and I'm super excited that they did. And it was amazing to see how fast they would do it and just the choices that they would make to better their lives and how they wanted to improve it. And that like influenced me to, to have a better life. And it was, it was the best to see that. But uh, I owe a lot of my missionary work to like helping people come back to church because I did a lot of that too. And those people made an impact in my life that you're never too far gone. Like you have the opportunity always, like you always are in reach of Jesus Christ, but you have to like reach out and and like reach for his hand and he will help you back but all of them like that's a lot of courage it's a lot of change and it's the opportunity to let something 
that once was in your life to come back and it's so worth it and so I I absolutely loved seeing them come unto Christ more because it helped me come unto Christ um that was just really great and as far as anxiety like I mentioned about my companions another one was uh talking to people it is hard okay it is hard to sell Tell people, like, hey, I know what is best for your life. I'm 19 years old and have had, like, a couple years of experience, but I know what's best for you. But I was confident in sharing that because I had a testimony and I knew that I I could share what I knew was true. But I couldn't force anyone or anything like that. And it was a different approach for everyone that I talked to. But... Um, it was, I, and I had that anxiety because I, I was homeschooled my whole life. So I didn't have, I didn't really have the opportunity to talk to a lot of people, but thankfully before my mission, I got to move away from home and and go to college. And that really helped me have that desire to, to talk to people and share with them the gospel. So overall, a mission is like super fun. I like loved my mission so many good times. I don't have any like crazy experiences to share because I don't know. It's just like every day was so fun. Like definitely there was those hard days where I'm just like, I just don't want to deal with anything right now. I don't want to go out and stuff like that. But you have to, you have to keep pressing forward. But um, it was so much fun. There'd be like late night conversations with my companions um, as we walked or drove anywhere, you know, listening to approved music or asking each other questions and my favorite thing about my mission was getting to know people and getting to know their stories because we're all so different we all come from different backgrounds we all have different fears but different passions and I loved hearing people's stories and obviously I got to hear a lot of my companion stories but also the just like the elders and the different sisters in my mission serving alongside them getting to spend time with them like I said when I was in that one area in Hayburn, uh, for seven and a half months, I went to a bowling alley. Uh, I got really good at bowling. Sometimes I would beat the elders, which was like, I held over their heads, but it was so fun and just different activities that we got to do and just experience that joy of being with people who, uh, who love what they're doing in their life right then. It was just so great. Um, but yeah, they were those hard days. And I remember every night, like writing my journal on those hard days, I was like, tomorrow's just going to be better. Tomorrow, I'm going to make sure that tomorrow is better. And I really had an attitude of just like, you know what? There are hard days, but we all have, we just have to make the best of it. Not to fake it, but we have to make the best of it because there's going to be hard days for the rest of our lives. And it's going to be challenging, but it's going to be so worth it. And I still live by, live by that today. Um, so it's just really great. Uh, I wanted to share uh, like a couple of stories from my mission um, one is about this family that I knew in Meridian. Um, they were very dedicated to missionary work. The wife was a member missionary, which just means like you don't necessarily get a mission call, but you do help the missionaries in like teaching and like serving and stuff like that. And then her husband, he was over missionaries, but on a higher level. Um, and their son was also involved in missionary work because he was a return missionary and he served alongside us in the young single adult ward that I served in. And they were just such great people. Um, very humble, very true, honest, funny people. They always helped me be motivated to keep going. And I loved coming into their home. And I just always, we always 
talked about the gospel, but also talked about like future plans and stuff that I had. And I loved like kneeling in prayer with them as a family. It was just so great. And to this day, I'm so really close to them. And anytime I go back to Meridian, I get to see them and it, it's awesome. I love, I love that opportunity to, to see them and get to spend time with them. And they're, they're great motivators on how to just like have the best life, even with trials. Uh, another story I have is a very humbling story of how we can put aside our pride. There's a young man who came and he, he was a member of the church already. Um, he came to Idaho to do summer sales and he came into our young single adult ward. And I, we, what we, on the mission, what you can get is a referral where someone can like go online and be like, Hey, I want to get a free copy of the Book of Mormon or something to that extent. So anyways, his story is that he had just moved to Idaho and he went to DI, which is like Goodwill or like a thrift store. And he was like getting some stuff for his new apartment and he saw a Book of Mormon and he was going to buy it, but they're like, Oh, you can just have it for free. And so he's living on his own now and he wanted to find out for himself if he really believed that the church was true. And we get this referral and we're expecting it to be like a non-member, like they're not a member of the church. And we're like, yes, like pumped and like super duper excited. And we like go knock on his door and he's like, just so you know, like I am a member, like I just, I wanted to talk to somebody about, cause like I'm new here and I just want to know for myself if the church is true. And his, his biggest thing that he wanted to know is like how the spirit, like the Holy Ghost could talk to him. And that was something I personally um, was trying to figure out for myself. And he shared with us like his doubts and everything. And so we were able to teach him lessons. And uh, it was great because like, so he was going through these lessons and he was with the young single adult. So he has these good friends. And so it was like at the end of the summer and he was finishing up the job and he got up to bear his testimony. So in the church, in, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every first Sunday of the month, the congregation will um, uh, will be able to like get up and bear their testimonies. And so he was able to do it. And he, it was like one of, one of the proudest moments of my mission. There was many, but this was one of them. And he got up and he's like testified that he knew the Book of Mormon was true. And he made a promise to us when we first started teaching, he's like, if I come to know that the Book of Mormon is true, like, I want to serve a mission, and so he said, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna serve a mission, and I was just super happy, not in the fact that he was gonna serve a mission, and, like, how important, and how great that is, but in the fact that he, like, came to know his Savior more through the Book of Mormon, and I just, it was amazing, uh, he, he ended up serving a, a mission, I'm not in contact with him anymore, but, I'm just really proud of, of that because it you, he did set aside his pride so he could come to know our Savior Jesus Christ and come to know if the church is true. Um, so it was just really awesome. Another wonderful thing, opportunity that I had on my mission was the Meridian Temple was built and dedicated while I was there. So as a missionary, I got to like tell people about the temple and answer any questions that they had. And I got to learn so much more about the temple, more than I already knew. And it's a beautiful temple. I've gone back and I've gotten to, I've gone to a ceiling, a couple of ceilings there. So well, I've gotten to see people married there and it's, it's wonderful. It's a beautiful temple and I'm really grateful for that experience. And 
Um, my last experience I'll share is actually about uh, like my companions. Um, uh, when after the Meridian Temple, I had the opportunity to be in a trio, which is just when instead of just having one companion, you have two. So one of those companions was my trainer. She had trained me when I first came out on the mission. And so in this companionship, I had, it was me who was like halfway done with my mission. My companion was literally leaving in like three weeks. And the other sister, she had been on the mission for six weeks. And I was super excited and, but nervous because I was really close to my trainer and not really close to her. And I will say there are challenges with having companions because all of you have different point of views. You're all raised differently, but it's really through the spirit and the love that you have for one another that you make this work. And so we did a lot together. We learned a whole new area. That's when we all went to Hayburn together and we were able to teach so many good lessons and we were motivated through each other. And as I said, it was hard and, um, but we really loved each other. We really came to love one another. And then my trainer left and I got to spend two more transfers with this companion. And I learned so much from her humbly learning how to bear one another's burdens, even though I couldn't take those burdens on. I like, like we really helped each other motivate each other and by far one of the greatest companionships I ever had. So that was, that was really amazing. And as I said, I did see a lot of people get baptized. Um, a lot of those families I'm still in contact with and they're doing great. And I'm really happy that they chose to make that, that decision. And so um, I obviously came home from my mission after 18 months. And there is that like anxiety of coming home. You're just like, nothing's going to be the same. And it really isn't. It's so different. You have to change your perspectives. And, but the one thing that like all remains true to me is that like my testimony in Jesus Christ and like he lives and I'm going to do everything I can to become like him. And I still read my scriptures and say my prayers. I'm not as good as I was on the mission, but, uh, I have other new goals and passions in life and my mission really helped me like get those and set those up. And I overall just love it. I had five mission journals on my mission and I literally don't remember a lot from my mission and I'm so grateful I wrote a lot of it down and that's one thing um, my mission president was very adamant about is writing in your journal because he's like you're going to forget these things and of course you're just like I'm young my mind is fresh like I'm not gonna forget no you forget these things I was reading in them the other day I was like whoa did that happen yeah, it was, it was great. And it's funny because I thought I'd have a lot more like crazy stories to share. But a lot, of, like I said, a lot of crazy things didn't happen on my mission. Just a lot of fun, memorable things. And I'm really grateful because God knew I needed to go to Idaho, have those specific companions, have those experiences, and just have one of the one, most wonderful times of my life. And so I don't look at my mission and say it was the best 18 months of my life I look at it as the most important 18 months of my life and how I can say that is from the experiences that I had like sincerely it was hard it was really hard I don't know I don't know how we like go through that but I will tell you this this is how we do go through it on my mission I found this scripture and this is just to references Doctrine and Covenant section 122 and this is the prophet Joseph Smith and he is currently like in jail all the saints are being abused and being pushed out of their homes and he like prays and he's like god like 
why are these things happening to us? Like, we're trying to be obedient. We're trying to do things you, you like you expect of us. And so this is verse 7, and I'll go into verse 9. It says that all these things shall give the experience and shall be for the good. Therefore, hold on. And I held on to this scripture on my mission because it was so important to me that I took every day to as an opportunity to become better. And even to this day, like, I live by that, that, you know, life sucks sometimes and it's hard but overall like it's through our attitude and it's like the choices we make and obviously other choices affect us but those hard days were so worth it and I'm glad I had them and I just have to hold on every single day and it's going to be great and I know that because Jesus Christ sacrificed his life for all of us Uh, he went through the worst day ever like the worst day, like there's no way I can compare that, but he was able to overcome that, and we are every single day, and it's through the help and the love of everyone around us, that's one of the biggest lessons I learned on my mission, is that just learn to love people, there's so many people to love, no matter like who they are, like different backgrounds, if they're not a member, if they believe in something else, totally contrary to what you believe, like do you have every opportunity to love people? And so I say like my one, like my words of wisdom to anyone who wants to go on a mission or has gone on a mission or anything, you know, it's just like take one day at a time. Like there's no need to be perfect today. Like obviously we strive for perfection, but there's no need to be perfect today. Like there's so many other things to worry about and obviously we should strive for perfection, but just take one thing at a time, one day at a time. And you will improve day by day if that's your desire. And like I said, overall, my mission was the best. And I can say that. I'm very biased. Like the Idaho Boise mission is the best mission in the world. And it's the best mission for me. And I love it when people like smirk or laugh when I say that I went to, to Boise, Idaho. I'm just like, yeah, well, I got to experience some cool stuff. So I'm not, I'm not upset by it. I loved it. And I'm grateful that I had that opportunity. And something I heard is that you always think or talk about your mission every single day and I definitely think about my mission every day it's like who I am as a person so anyways thanks again for listening to me I appreciate it hopefully you got something out of this podcast I'm really happy I got to share this obviously I have way more stories to share and maybe they'll come up in others but this is just what what I love. I love I love knowing that I got to go on a mission. But anyways, check out my Instagrams if you want. Um, I post there regularly. Uh, it's good to hear from all of you, all your comments and stuff. Thank you so much. So, so, so much for your support and that you listen to this. I think we had just under 30 listeners last week, which I'm really happy about, honestly. I mean, six of them was my family, but it was so worth it. I loved it. It's funny because I called my parents last week and I interrupted myself. That's what they told me. So I had to call them back, but it was great. Um, Like I said, thanks so much again for, for listening and for your support. I hope you guys have a great week. Make, make it great. You got this.